17 verse 1 and after six days let me turn this on here and after six days Jesus taketh Peter James and John his brother and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light and behold there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt let, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud was, which said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. I watched the first part of verse 9. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. I want to talk this morning about three tents high on a mountain. Three tents. I on a mountain. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for the week we just had, the encouragement, the instruction, Lord, the rebuke. Uh, Lord, we need it. You tell us in this word that a preacher ought to be able to do those three things, and our flock was fed this week. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that came and had a part. Now, Lord, the tent's over, and we stand here on this Lord's day wanting your will in our lives. Speak to us, Lord. We pray this message will be a source of encouragement as well. Stir us up, Lord, for thee. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, after having such a good week, it piqued my interest as I was reading these scriptures not very many days ago about this 
tabernacle, these tabernacles that, that uh, Peter wanted to raise up. And tent is another word for a tabernacle. The Lord gave me this thought. Although we had a good tent, I'm looking for God to do something after the tent. And a tent is a highlight for the church every year. But, uh, you know, here's Peter. He says something to me rather disturbing and really kind of dumb, a statement that didn't make much sense at a very crucial time. Here the Lord was trying to bless and help the church and get the church going in the right direction upon his departure. And he says in Matthew 17, 4, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Of course it was. The presence of God was there. It was good for him to be there. But the next statement, if thou wilt, he said, Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. Here's the truth, church, and I, I'm going to kind of cut some notes out this morning and see how this ends. But, um, you know, tent meeting is great, but you can't live there. Tent meeting is a highlight of the year. It helps us. People get saved. Thank God for the soul that was saved. Uh, courage, people get encouraged. Marriages get helped. Um, uh, people get stirred up. People get filled up. People get things right with God. And tent week is a wonderful week. But listen, we can't stay under the tent all those other weeks. You got to move on. And the Lord was talking to his disciples and trying to, get, to give them a vision of his hope, his dream, his commission for them upon his soon departure. You know, uh, we got to remember something here about Peter, though. Although he said something very foolish, and we'll, we'll break that down for you. Uh, we have to remember, and we get solace in it even ourselves, that Peter was mere human, and he was imperfect. He was going on his emotion. But he was in the presence of divinity, and uh, in his heart, he just wanted to raise up those three tabernacles. Let's have three tents and Lord, unto you, and unto Elijah, and unto Moses. And Listen, those are good men. No, no trouble with the men. But the focus was not to be on men. The focus was to be on Jesus Christ. In church, we come out of a tent. The focus is not meant to be on man. The focus is to get us closer to the Lord, and then go from this meeting and preach Jesus. Promote Jesus. Point people to Jesus. Amen? Now here's Jesus. He is at this... Mount of Transfiguration, and before the very eyes of these disciples, Jesus is aglow with uh, divinity. He is appearing before them as he will one day when they see him in glory. He's shown as God. It talked about the glory of Christ's future, the glory of Christ's deity. This transfiguration shows us the majesty of Christ. And on this Lord's Day, I want us to understand that God was speaking to them about what he wanted them to do in the future. And I want our church to understand that tent meeting is going to be over and we got to move on and we got to get excited and enthusiastic. We got to roll up our sleeves and we got to do the work that God has called us to do all these other weeks of the year. It's great to be on a mountaintop, but you can't live there. God puts in all of our lives valleys and struggles and troubles and, and they're for God's purposes. And sometimes we do not understand everything God is doing in our life. But remember this, God is always present and he's always got a purpose. Ours is to trust him. Now P Peter failed greatly. And I just want to mention a few things that he failed in and see if we can relate to Peter here. And I think we can. 
First of all, on top of that mountain, Peter failed because he wasn't paying attention to what Jesus was telling him. In, Luke, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 2, verse 3, we read it. It says, and, and he, Christ, was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. And behold, there appeared unto, him, unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. And so his attention got away from the Lord and got on the two great Christians, the two, the two great men of faith, Elijah and Moses. I, and, and listen, I can't say much about it because I'd probably done the same thing. I mean, there's Moses, and there's Elijah. That had to be a wonderful scene, and there's the Lord Jesus Christ. But we've got to remember something. The Lord allowed the disciples to see his glory, his transformation, for the benefit of those disciples. This, this was not for the benefit of Christ. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew what he had to do. But he also knew what the church had to do in his absence. We need to understand that. Sometimes we focus on us too much. Sometimes we focus on men too much. Sometimes we focus on our difficult times too much instead of looking at the Lord and lifting the Lord up. You know, church, tense over. It's time to go to work. It's time to glorify God. Prior to the tent, we're saying, let's invite people and let's give out flyers and let's knock doors and let's do all we can to get people under the sound of the gospel. We had a lot of visitors this week. Thank the Lord. We had some people come by and they just kind of came under the tent this year and I, I, I didn't know them. They didn't know me and I walked up and welcomed them. And one, one couple was from uh, Plymouth and I said, well, it's good to have you. And they go, well, we've never been to one of these before. I said, well, you're welcome. Did somebody invite you? No, we just heard about it. And we came and they sat down. And after the service was over, I went over to them. They said, boy, we really like this. But he said, I got a question. I said, what's your question? What's everybody yelling about? <laughs> another couple came, a, a couple and another person came from the area another night. And a friend of mine was in the back and we were talking, another preacher friend. And, I, and something was preached on, something was said, and I thought to myself, oh, I wonder what people thought about that. It was something like Christians would understand, but they wouldn't. And I said that to him. And after we had the first preacher and I got up to kind of run things and sat back down, he said, he said hey, I went out and talked to those people that are visiting for the first time. He said, they love it. They said, they, this is the best thing they ever did before. I said, well, praise God. That's good, Amen. But it was a good, good week, and we had many visitors. Listen, the gospel was preached. The seed was planted. We had people helped. The altar was, had good response. And, of course, little Nathan got saved, and that's a blessing, nine years old. But, you know, we can't stay there. we got to forge ahead. The transfiguration was to show the disciples something. First of all, Peter's confession of faith, my Lord and my God, he, he's getting it. And Christ uh, declares his impending death. That's something about the Lord. The Lord was trying to show him, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to leave and you're going to have this job to do. But they didn't want the Lord to leave. We're like that. We want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And I run into a lot of Christians today. It's not even they say, well, I don't want to die. I want to go in the rapture. They don't want to go in the rapture either. They're afraid of that. Here's what man wants to do. He wants to stay here. I want to live longer. I, I want to, I you know, let's build the kingdom of Christ down here. And that's what's wrong with so many religions today. 
I don't care what it is, Baptist, Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian, I don't care what tag you add to it, no one goes to heaven because they're a Baptist or a Methodist or a Catholic. You go to heaven because Jesus is your Savior. Not that you know about Jesus, not that you believe in Jesus Christ and all that he did, but you believe on Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you must have a time and a place in your heart and life, ma'am, sir, young person, that you realize I am a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We'll never make it to heaven on our good works. The Bible says not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saves us. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hey, I'm going to heaven someday when I pass this life. He said, how do you know that? Because the Bible tells me so. And I have trusted Christ. I've believed on Christ. Everything's on Christ. If he lied, I'm in trouble. But the Lord can't lie. He speaks the truth. Never lie. I'm going to heaven someday, not because of Steve Brown, not because of good works. I'm a sinner. But thank God I have a Savior. There's a time and place in my life where I repented of my sin and I received him by faith into my heart and life. I invited him into my heart and life to be my Savior. And from that point on, I've been born again, child of God. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a Baptist. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a pastor of a Baptist church. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. It's not works. It's Jesus Christ. And see, the attention was off of Christ and on to religion. You see, Elijah and Moses, they're representatives of the law and of the prophets. But it's not the law and the prophets that save anybody. It's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in personal faith in Him. Now, these other men were great men. They represented, again, the law and the prophets, and that's wonderful. But our victory and our salvation is not in those things. The Mount of Transfiguration was to promote Jesus. It was to preach Jesus. It was to point to Jesus. And today, our job as a church is to point people to Jesus Christ. And again, we can get all excited about tent meeting and do all these great things about getting people there and inviting them and being there ourselves. But listen, folks, if we do this, oh, great week, great week, mountaintop week, and then next week we don't care about souls anymore. And the week's coming, we're not faithful, and we don't try to give out gospel tracts, and we don't pray. I mean, this last week and the weeks prior, a lot of people were praying for the tent, praying for souls, praying for God to work. Then the tent's over, no more prayer. Oh, we got it wrong. We're like Peter. We're, we're focusing on the wrong thing. Here, we see presented for us who Jesus really was. Matthew 17, 5. And here's what happened. The father said, this is my beloved son. That's identification. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the father but by me. That's what Jesus said. Not a lot of ways. There's one way, and it's Jesus Christ. The father went on in verse 5. And we have identification. We have sanctification in whom I am well pleased. He looked down at his son, and he said, there's my son. He pleaseth me. He's doing my will. Jesus left glory to come to heaven, to die on a cross for you and I. It pleased the Father to bruise him for you and I. And then the last part, when the heavens opened and the Father spoke, he said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then here's the injunction, hear ye him. Hey, listen, 
when preachers get up in pulpits, don't just hear them. They just represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't hear me. Don't hear Brian. Don't hear Jason. I mean, in a sense, yes, listen to what they say. But hear Jesus Christ's message through them. No preacher has the power to change lives and save souls. They're an instrument of God. They're a vehicle. As one preacher said, they're a conduit of the truths of God. Amen. But here, Peter, he messes up the whole point of the Mount of Transfiguration. It, it wasn't about the time staying on the mountain. It, it was not about recognizing Moses and Elijah. It was not about being heavenly minded. Again, I, my preacher used to say sometimes, Steve Brown, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Because I just always be enraptured. You know, it was new to me, and I was so excited. And, and we do that sometimes. We get in a tent meeting where we're thinking about, oh, we're all going to heaven, we're going to heaven. Praise God, we're going to heaven. But now roll up your sleeves and get to work down here. If we want people saved, that means more prayer. That means fasting. That means sacrifice. That means, that means telling the story. That means loving people that don't love you because you told them the truth. Oh, church, we can't stay on the mountain forever. We've got to go down. Look at verse 9. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen from the dead. So we, it just says right there, tell no man. Don't misunderstand that. He's telling them, don't tell men so they'll go get me and put me in the kingdom. That was the problem there. Because everywhere Jesus went, people wanted him until... They listened to him a little clear. But there was a group of people, the Jews, you know what they wanted Jesus to do? Set up his kingdom then and there. That's our problem. Again, we want to go to heaven, but we don't want to die. We want to go to heaven, but we don't even want to go in the rapture. We want to build our little kingdom, our little heaven on earth here. But that's not God's will. And here's Peter wanting to set up tabernacles. He's wanting to erect these, these, these tents so that we can give... Worship to Elijah and Moses and Jesus. Hey, they were just men. But even Jesus didn't want them to do that. He wanted them to go down the mountain and preach the gospel. Peter failed to not understand the meaning of Christ's spiritual lesson. He said in, in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to the disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. I'm going to take some stuff out and be done. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? I didn't ask you if you were you know, promoting the Baptist church. Didn't ask you that you were promoting a set of preachers. Are you a disciple? Are you a follower? Are you a learner? Are you a heralder of Jesus Christ? Here, Peter, James, and John, they're on this high mountain. I, I can't even imagine what kind of experience that was. They were in the presence of divinity, of God. And Jesus was trying to talk to them about something that they didn't even want to talk about, death. Nobody wants to talk about death. Everybody wants to live forever. But the Lord was trying to tell them, you can, in me. There's not a one of us here that don't... There's nobody here that wants to say, you know what, I'd like to have cancer. Pastor, could you pray that I get, I, I have heart difficulty, would you pray for that? Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to be well, everybody wants to live a full life. Because nobody wants to die. 
And Christ was speaking to his disciples. And they said, no, no, no. Let's have your kingdom here on earth. It's the funniest thing about scripture when the disciple says, Lord, what do you want? And then they tell him, no, let's not do this. <laughs> Lord, let's not do this. So how can you call him Lord and then tell him not to do something? Lord, what do you want me to do? What would thou have me to do? That ought to be our prayer. He was at the house of Jairus and Jesus raised uh, his daughter from the dead. That's the power over death that Christ had. At the transfiguration shows us the triumph of over death. The garden of Gethsemane, Jesus himself yields himself to death. Yet we don't want to go that route. And I'm standing before you this morning and said, that's not my favorite, that's not my favorite choice. I do want the rapture. I do want to go in a blinking of an eye. But it may not happen for me. But I know this truth, to be asked from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I believe that with all my heart. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, rather willing to be absent of the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So we look for the blessed hope. But listen, don't miss the, the, the meaning of this chapter. Don't miss what Peter missed. The whole experience, the whole point of the experience was to glorify Christ, to lift up him up, and then go down the mountain and tell other people. Peter failed in trying to step ahead of God. You know, we do that too. See, Peter, what he's doing stepping ahead of God is he's trying to intervene. He's trying to say, no, Lord, here's what we need to do again. We'll build us three tents. One for you, of course, one for you, Lord, but also one for Moses and one for Elijah. We step ahead of God. They didn't want to talk about his decease. Look at, verse, look at chapter, um, six, chapter 17. Look at verse 31. Or chapter 16, verse 31. Nope, that's not it either. 1531. Nope. Oh, well, let's not talk about that. I wrote it down or turned it around or what have you, but they didn't want to talk about his decease. That was the word used. They said, let's just stay here. And we often want to live our lives that way. Let's just focus on this. Listen, we're only going to live so long. And then the Lord calls us home. Let's not focus. Let's not focus on the wrong things. Let's focus on what we can do for the Lord while we have opportunity. Let's ask the Lord for more years, yes. But ask for more years, not so we can have a longer and better retirement. We have more years that we can be a greater influence for Christ. Lord, give us more years and good health that we might be used of you. We try to fit our plans and try to make them God's plans. We kind of want to box God in instead of letting God have his way. Sometimes we're so sad when we hear someone is failing. In, in, a, in a natural way, in a physical way, I understand that. But if we really believe what we say we believe, then for them to leave and not be suffering in, 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 in torment, just so we could keep them. 
when God wants to bring them home to him. What we need to do is glorify Jesus Christ, whether it's good or bad or up or down or in season or out of season. That's the message of the Mount of Transfiguration. We want to hold on to today so much where the Lord's wanting us to say, the focal point is not going to be about me. It's going to be on Jesus Christ. I want to understand here in verse 9 that Jesus brought those men down from that mountain for a purpose. He didn't want them to erect any tents because the cross still had to happen and the resurrection had to take place and the ascension of the Holy Spirit had to happen and the gospel had to be presented and the church age had to come to pass. I'm glad for the church age. I'm glad because I got saved in this dispensation. I got an opportunity to know Christ as my Savior. But here's the thing. There's other people out there that need Jesus. So church, as we close another tent, let's not say, let's focus. I announce say next year this tent, I'm looking forward to it. Great, but that's 52 weeks away. What are we going to do in the meantime? Who are we going to reach? Who are we going to influence? Who are we going to plead God uh, and beg God and pray to God to save or change their life? I'm glad for this last week's mountaintop, aren't you? But I don't want to focus on the wrong things. So what did we learn here this morning? We learned this, that Jesus Christ should be magnified. Jesus Christ should be lifted up. Jesus Christ's message should be preached. God's people need to quit thinking about what a better thing they think ought to be done. Instead of submitting to do what we've already been told to do. You know, sometimes the, the church today seems to have a different idea about the Great Commission. The point is we can have all our ideas and, you know, we can, we can come up with something that we might want to change in order to reach somebody in some way. To think out of the box, to come up with some ideas that might be a different way of presenting the gospel than we've ever used before. Make sure they're biblical. And let's make sure that at least we're trying to get the gospel out, but do it in the proper way. I want us to understand these three tents high in a mountaintop were wonderful, but you can't live there. I want to say this morning, don't say, God, I got a better idea. Say, God, this is your plan, and I'm going to yield and submit, and I'm going to get involved. Let's bow our heads this morning. Maybe you're a member of this church. I want to remind you of something. We still, do, we still do soul winning. We have vacation Bible school coming up and children need to come so they can hear the gospel. What are we going to do? Are we going to get into our community? You know the churches I notice that are growing in these days are churches that are reaching their community. What are we going to do to reach our community? You know, people don't, know, people don't care until they know you care. If there's something that we need to fix, do a better job here at Parkview, is to get out in our community. Make a difference in people's lives. But it can't be done by one or two. We all got to come down from this mountaintop experience this week. And we got to come down and we got to go to work. Everybody. And as we close today, if you're here and you're not born again, you've never been saved... Again, let me say, friend, it doesn't matter what denominational tag you own. 
You can't get to heaven by your good works. You can't get to heaven because you feel your your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. That's not how it works. You must call on Jesus Christ to be your Savior now while you have the time and the opportunity. I pray you take it. Lord, I I ask for you to speak to your Holy Spirit to hearts that are still not open to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Help me, help us not to go out of this church promoting our church. Help us to go out and lift up Jesus Christ. Help us to care about those we witness to, show an interest in. Lord, I have a tendency to be negative. I pray, God, you'd help me. That can become a sickness with people. Help us to be positive and help us to be friendly and help us to be approachable. Help us to care like you cared, Lord. Please speak to hearts this morning. There may be an individual, there may be a child, there may be an adult, there may be a senior citizen. I don't know. Lord, if they're not fully saved in Jesus Christ, they might be religious, but help them to come to Help them to come to Jesus by faith today. Help us as Christians to come down from this time of mountaintop and help us to get busy for thee. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.